0: all right ultimate fighter season 27 episode 5 recap in, what's going on man um yeah, you were in this episode a lot man they kind of previewed you very well leading into next week's episode which they haven't done really in the previous episodes which is kind of focusing on your injury that everybody kind of knew about already but not really um now before we get into the injury stuff and next week's episode, let's talk about Tyler Diamond's artistic endeavors in the house. <laughs>
1: is, he, is he a good artist? Cuz they try he, to throw that artist shit out there for some reason I don't know why. He is actually pre, although the guys are pretty creative. Richie Smullen was pretty shit. But like Tyler was pretty creative. He he had like real cool like drawings. Like he he's a smart guy. He would always be drawing like houses and barns and things like he was designing his own house um that like he wants to build and stuff and um he had like logos in his book he was pretty artistic um uh, even uh joe and Eddie thought it was pretty artistic too but i reckon i reckon tyler was the best the best artist in the house probably
0: oh so that's why they kind of shot that in the in the episode little real quick
1: well that's what it like in that house you you gotta find a way to keep yourself like pretty occupied like best as you can. Some guys obviously like write in their journal. Obviously some guys write in their journal more than the others. Um a lot of the guys were drawing or they were like just like painting things or whatever it was, like they got textures and they started making photos. Anything to kinda keep the time like going. I kinda had the same schedule every day and it always ended up with me in the spa at night with like a few of the guys. Um, Tyler was one of those guys who just stayed warm, stayed inside, and, and, and drew. But that was cool. You know, everyone had to do something. Everyone had something different in the house. Like Gunther, for example, like had his own things that you'll see, I'm sure, at some point. They have to show it at some point in the season. Um, he had some pretty funny things. You know, you seen, like, Bryce Mitchell, he, he was making his bow and arrow. Mm. Um, everyone had something to do. Yeah, you think
0: that... Bryce and Gunther getting together and getting into some adventures would be something that they would spotlight on the show eventually,
1: right? Like I said again, if you ever were going to get like lost in the woods with someone, it would want to be one person would be Bryce. If you're going to get lost with another man in the woods, right? You really really wouldn't want it to be Gunther. Right? <laughs> cuz like, I thought he was a serial killer. When I first met him, I'm like, there's something wrong with this guy. Him and his like, little mullet, the mustache. I was just a bit creeped out by it. <laughs> but but no, nah, they're, they're pretty – they need their own TV show. Bryce and, and Gunther need their own TV show.
0: A survival show, but Gunther doesn't really know how to survive and Bryce has to teach him all the shit.
1: Oh, trust me. Gunther knows how to survive. Gunther is far smarter than you think. <laughs> I think he's so smart that he seems stupid, but really he's just smarter than all of us.
0: Oh, so he's like a savant or some shit like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right,
0: so, you know, they in the beginning of the episode, they kind of spotlighted you going back and forth with Tyler. You know, Tyler was saying, like, he was very sensitive about the whole situation, which we knew that he was sensitive because of the first episode, he was sensitive about you calling him out. And they kind of went back to that on the episode and, and if you look on Twitter, people are kind of going at Tyler for being excessive. if you noticed.
1: Yeah, people are going at me as well, but, like, being like, oh, why didn't you just do the fight? You should have told your coaches that that was the fight that you wanted. Like, people can you have You did them. tell your coaches, though. I did, but, like, they're like, oh, you, like, I should have taken charge of my career and said that, no, that's the fight I want. But in that in that thing, like, you, you can't really, um, you know, I just – I was there to do whatever was kinda asked. I I stated my opinion. At the end of the day I was gonna do whatever was was um, asked of me. And that's just how how I am. In in a situation it was kind of annoying because there was times when like there was other times when Ricky was was mentioned, but no one like most of my coaches were like, Yeah, yeah, like Diamond and you was a fight and then as my injury kinda got worse and worse, their tone kind of changed. And um, I, I could understand why they seen that I was, like, really struggling in training. Miocic seen that I was struggling. I was, I was trying, but, um, you know, I just wanted to be uh, as good as I could. It was a frustrating – it was a very, very frustrating time for me. Um, I think that them kind of taking over and say, saying, fight Ricky, I, I think was trying to take some um, – some stress off my shoulders because they knew that I wanted the Tyler fight and they thought maybe don't go in there Um, with that emotion, like I want to get this fight or something. But sometimes that makes you better. But everything happens for a reason and uh, and me and uh, Ricky have to face off.
0: Now, it's interesting because they knew you were injured and they still wanted you to fight the next fight, which is kind of odd.
1: Wasn't there one more featherweight left? Yeah, so uh, that's something that they kind of don't show in in the episode. Uh, When they had said, uh, like, about the matchups, I said to them that I want to fight next. And my reason for saying I wanted to fight next was I said I was confident in going through, and I said, when I win this fight, um, I want to have more time to recover for the semifinal. So I said to myself, if I wait till the last fight, I possibly only have a couple of days to recover and have to fight again. Because I don't know where I would be in the in the semifinals. So the way I thought about it was, my injury is not going to get better in a couple of days, but uh, like right now, but it will get better in a couple of days post fight. But it won't get better in like three days if you got kind of get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like I needed yeah. time to recover after the first fight. So I said, "Fuck it!" Like I said, if you guys are going to make me fight. And, like, you guys want me to fight Ricky, who's a kicker. I needed, like I knew that uh, Ricky's going to come in, and he's going to try and keep his distance and kick and stuff. If I'm fighting a kicker, I need more time to recover because I know that my body's going to take a bit of damage. So uh, that that was kind of the, the thought process behind me going before um, the last fight. There was one more fight, but I chose to do that fight. For might sure. Be uh, a, that's good basically. last one. Some people might think it's a dumb idea, some people might think it's a smart idea, but like uh at the ultimate Fighter, you're gonna kinda gotta think on your toes. Mm-hmm. And um that was that's what seemed like the best option to me at that time.
0: For sure. Now your your knee injury, um was it something that you've had you had the whole time, every episode? So something no. that was that that happened during practice, that happened during training against who?
1: How did it happen? Um I wouldn't really be able to pinpoint who it was against because it, it happened over like over a training session. Um I think I think I think I think I might have been with uh I think I might have been just drilling something. It was something super small and I might have just been warming up or I, I wasn't warm or something, was drilling something off the wall and then I just felt like a bit of a like a like a pain in my knee. And then when I kept trying to go on, I remember I stepped. And then as I, snipped, I stepped, and like nothing even hit me, I felt like something just click out of place. And then the next hit, I kind of took on the knee. I felt like a massive pop. Like it, it happened in stages. Mm. And, then, um, and then I tried to just walk it off. And then as I tried to walk it off, it, it like kind of snapped, crackle popped again. Like I just heard my knee breaking down. So I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Sat down. And as soon as I sat down, the pain just started getting to me My, i like within maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes my knee was like completely blown up like the swelling of my knee was crazy and um every step i took started started hurting i started getting real frustrated heaps annoyed but um yeah you know uh you know you you see what happens to my knee over over the season obviously right now it's a, um, like you've seen in in this episode, I just got like a bit of a fluid mm. thing in my knee, and you know I just had to go on with it however however best I could, like I said, I came there to fight I came there to leave an impression and no knee injury no no injury was ever gonna ever gonna stop me in that situation you know um i like i wouldn't I wouldn't give up when I've come that far.
0: How long did it take you? to decide that you needed to go to the performance institute and get your knee actually checked out
1: uh, they actually sent me there straight away um it was like the next day um but the next day i i went to the performance institute twice in that time like they showed one clip but i went to the performance institute twice the first day i went they kind of couldn't move my knee too much because of the swelling and stuff like that so we just kind of massaged around my legs and tried to take away a bit of the inflammation, and then um, uh, I think it might have been like three days later. I went back again, and then the swelling had gone down. I could move my knee a bit more, but every time I moved my knee, I just I just felt it like cracking every time. Like I just felt my knee cracking every time. And, um, you know, they when they looked at my ligaments, we didn't get a, like a scan or anything. We just kind of uh, I like I didn't want to go to the doctors. Um, obviously, being in that situation, I was just like, oh, I need to go. Like, someone will be able to tell me what's wrong with my knee. So I went to the performance institute. They said everything was all right. And um, that's what I needed to hear. That's all I needed to hear. I just needed to hear that, like, my ligaments were intact. And and then whatever it is, like, I'll deal with it after. You know. So uh, I just kind of put it at the back of my head and, and got through with it.
0: When you were at the performance institute, it showed that uh, one of the coaches – what's his name
1: Darren uh,
0: Duron. Darren Duran Darren With he what what was he doing there did the fighters hang out at the performance institute or
1: no and that's kind of why it was like a bit of a shock to me um so when i went to the performance institute um no one was told so my team didn't know i was going and the other team didn't know I was going to. I kind of, like, snuck out of the house. And when I went there, um, obviously, I'm getting treatment. And it's kind of like a secret treatment. Like, uh, I didn't want anyone knowing about my knee. I didn't want uh, the other team knowing about my knee especially. So, when I was going there, I kind of asked the staff. I'm like, oh, no one from Team Cormier will be there, right? And um, they said to me that, no, nah, they're not going to be there. And... um I went and D- Duran and Cain Velasquez kind of showed up for their own training session. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't with the whole team. It was just like a couple of them. And um, and they seen me in the room. And then Duran kind of like stayed outside the room for a little bit, watched, and then kind of came in and and um, started pointing out my knee injury and stuff.
0: Oh, that's kind of, I don't know. In In one way, it's like, yeah, they could be training, you know, at the, Performances too, but then another way it's like did somebody go and tell them that you were that's getting what, your knee worked on
1: that's what i thought i was like this has got to be like some type of conspiracy theory <laughs> this has got to be set up like how can they have said there was no one going to be but like sometimes you didn't know like if if i was a coach on like say team miocic if i wanted to go to the performance institute i just call them up and i go mm-hmm. you don't have to really tell the tough stuff that you're going to the performance institute i guess like they kind of separated. So it it was just a pretty funny coincidence.
0: When you guys got back to the, uh, not the house, but to the gym, to the tough gym, um, you guys kind of, you and uh, Darren got into it a little bit. And Darren was kind of poking fun at your injury. Is that yeah. why you kind of got angry a little bit? Because he was poking fun at the injury? Not really like, not, yeah. not really pointing it out, but he was poking fun at it,
1: you know? Yeah, well, that was kind of what it was. Like, I was trying to avoid, uh, like, situations like that. I, I wanted to avoid arguing with anyone or anything. Like I said, I'm not there for that. Um, uh, even though I've been kind of on on this episode and I'm going to be on the next episode and stuff, and I've been on the camera quite a bit. When I went there, my goal was to try and stay off camera. Um, I didn't want to get into arguments with anyone. I just wanted to kind of... Relax, and I just wanted to train and fight. That's what I was there for—to learn, get better, train, fight. Um, so when like a lot of arguments happen, like you seen with Luis, I just wanted to de escalate the situation. And um, with Dorana, I think I just got a little bit emotional when it came down to it. Um, I shouldn't have reacted like that. I should have just kind of laughed it off. But I, in that situation, I was, I was worried about what was happening even though that like i was told my my ligaments are are okay and and stuff like that i don't actually know yet you know i just had someone like touch my leg and and feel it i haven't had scans i haven't had this or anything done so i've still got like my own little insecurities about that and for someone to come and kind of throw it at that it was getting to me at the time but it, it is what it is like i said uh when i was on tough talk um, it's a competition, you know, I can understand why they're doing it. They wanted to get under my skin, and I guess they did get under my skin with 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 that but um but it's all cool uh you know it's not that big of a situation anymore. um I got through it, and that's all that matters. I tried to just handle myself and and that's it
0: for sure man um now let's talk about uh the fight the fight, fight. between Trizano and uh Thailand Clark um in the first round Trizano did he drop Thailand Clark or was it the no, other way around
1: I dropped Trezano.
0: yeah Trezano, right and,
1: and uh, Stefan
0: yeah and uh that fight was weird to be honest with you because Thailand Clark he tried to wrestle yeah a lot and he was winning on the feet which was weird to me and i think that lost him the fight Eventually. yeah
1: I, I think that um i think he was swinging well and i think he was catching mike a lot coming in mm-hmm. you know and he caught mike and it and it was that um you know he came in and and tried to wrestle and tried to mix it up you in this game you have to obviously try and mix it up but you're also got to stick to where the success is coming from mm-hmm. um i think that like, you never know, maybe, like, training around Team Cormier made him want to wrestle more. Maybe he thought, hey, um, if Trezano lands a takedown before I do, I could lose the round. So, they're trying to win rounds by making sure they're getting the takedown. And I think he gassed himself going for the takedowns. And um, he just had, he had nothing left. It was weird. I thought that Thailand was going to just keep banging. But um, it was weird to see him clinch up and go for, like, double legs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, like, watching it, like, what is this guy doing? He was doing so good
0: from distance, and he wants to press the guy against the fence and go for takedowns. And Trezano is probably better than him on the ground, which we saw later on that yeah. Tyline Clark couldn't get back up once uh, Trezano got on
1: top. <laughs> Fighting in that tough gym is different. Very, very different. Like it's an experience that I wouldn't be able to exactly describe. But it's 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 a weird atmosphere, and like a lot of fighters, I think like some guys rose to the occasion, some guys didn't perform to the to the expectation. Um, but everyone's done pretty well. Um, you know, like anything can happen when you enter that cage. You can't really say too much about. Um, the game plan itself, because we we don't exactly know what their game plan was. We still don't know. Like we we seen that they were training and stuff, but we don't. We didn't hear too much of a game plan in this uh in this episode. In Brad's episode, we kind of heard a game plan a bit more, and um you know some of the guys you've kind of heard uh, more of a game plan, like even uh, JoJo and uh, Gunther. Yeah. But in this episode, we didn't hear too much about it, so I'm not too sure. I know that uh Trezano was like kinda confident going anywhere into that fight. Um and it was he kinda stuck to his game plan, kinda ended up where he thought and finished the fight where he thought he would as well. Um, so I guess the guys that are sticking to their game plan are winning and the guys that aren't uh, are losing.
0: Well, do you think it's part of uh Thailand Clark being very stubborn so DC and the other coaches didn't really have a game plan for him because if they did have a game plan, he probably wouldn't stick to it anyways.
1: And maybe. so they just maybe. let him do what he does. I wouldn't be surprised if, if like the coaches said something to Thailand and he was like, "Nah, I want to do it this way," or, what maybe he wanted to point, prove a point with the wrestle, uh, maybe he wanted to show Dana White that he's well-rounded." Hmm. Um, you know that that does play uh, an effect and affecting people as well. Uh, when I was in the back, the most nerve-wracking time for me was the moment that Dana White popped his head in the door and he was like, hey, good luck out there. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I'll, I just shit myself. But, um, it, like, that can kind of even change your mentality. But we don't know. Yeah, hopefully we. Hopefully we see – do you think we'll see many of these guys back in the finale?
0: Well, if if you get finished on the show, most likely you're not going to be back on the finale. Yeah, that's true. You know, true. but – the, um, yeah, it's, it that was one of the weirdest fights of somebody winning a certain way and then changing their game plan and going a, I, another direction because of watch,
1: that. I didn't watch the whole fight until I actually seen the episode because like, uh, like I was running kind of in the back for a second. I was just doing something out of the back. I was running out of the back, coming back. And, and the, the glimpses that I kind of saw, I was like, oh, he got dropped one second and I think I went somewhere and came back, and the next thing I know, I seen Mike was on top beating him up. But, um, but it, like, it seemed like a fun fight, but it was just a weird fight. Yeah. It, was, it
0: wasn't It was a bad fight. It was just a weird fight, yeah. And then Mike was just beating the shit out of him for a while before they, the finished, end.
1: they stopped. Mike, Mike's a fit, strong boy, you know, like I said. And I think that hit that he got, like, kind of woke him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah. I guess we'll see how he goes in the semifinals now.
0: For sure. Um, what was I gonna say? Now the momentum, momentum is shifting to your team. You guys finally got a win. Um, how was like when it was when after the fight? How was your team? You know the environment of your team. Did it change any, or was it just like, oh yeah, we won? To, but
1: to be honest, not really. Uh. Didn't really change that that much, um, you know. It was just always business as usual. Like obviously the co, the coaches were super relieved, and we were like, um, we were obviously relieved that like okay, <laughs> imagine we w- we became that team that went zero and 5 0 and six 0 and seven, and then ended up zero 8, you eight. Know? So it was good to kind of just get one out of the way. Uh, especially before my fight, it was like a bit of a relief for me. I'm like okay, thank God, uh, someone bought it back. So. Um, it was a bit of a relief, but like the mood didn't really change too much, you know. We were pretty like when we got back to the house, we were pretty respectful and stuff like that. We didn't kind of try and rub it in anyone's face, um, unlike some guys.
0: Well, yeah, it seemed like the other guys were rubbing it in pretty good after yeah. the fights.
1: I like that one. They were always like barking and stuff, but that's all cool.
0: Now, in the next episode, there's some previews, little leaking out there of uh, Dulani you know, getting other people skid. You got Joe, uh, Janetti, and then you got, uh, Luis Pena. Pretty, pretty angry about what's, uh, what's gonna happen. So I think this episode is the one to watch, especially you get to fight. And then there's that other stuff going on in the house with them, you know, it's boiling, yeah. I guess. People are getting tired of being around each other, and little things are getting annoying amongst each other. So, and Dulani's
1: out there just barking all day like an annoying dog. Hopefully my episode's the most exciting so far, hopefully. But you okay. know when you look at it, i when you, you know you
0: did a, you did an interview on Tough Talk, right? Yeah, And if you dissect that, if you dissect that, think of all the fighters that have done interviews on Tough Talk.: Yeah. And if you think about it, they're all the fighters that have successfully been successful on the show. I'm, Why just saying, say? I'm just saying. I'm just didn't saying. I'm just saying. Don't they get everyone on Tough Talk? Who is, who's on the Tough Talk? Don't they get everyone on Tough Talk? I don't know. I thought, I, I thought I would, I've only seen the people that are successful on the show on Tough Talk. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, I've
1: been on tough talk this season, but, but I think that everyone also from this season is going to be successful.
0: Yeah, possibly. Um, They did a, they did a prank. Did you see that prank? The defeated prank. Yeah. The defeated
1: prank. Did that I even did- do anything to you guys? No, nah, I didn't see that at all. Like, when, when we came in, Mark never told us about it. we never seen it. You know what's funny? I actually thought about that prank the whole time. I'm like, hey, when are these guys going to come into our room and tape blue on our thing and say defeated? I knew at some point someone, because their one was orange. We didn't have, like, an orange tape thing, you know? So I would have done it if it was theirs. But then I didn't even see that they did it until I watched it back on the season. That's the cool thing about watching back to the Ultimate Fighter for me I see a lot of things that I didn't see before, and that was one of them. But um, they they did things like that. They like they put like uh, Team Cormier, like they put like a little sign like saying House of Team Cormier or something at the front door and shit like that. You know, I just didn't really care. <laughs> so I just thought you're, of, you're... I just thought all that shit. Like it's it was funny. It was funny, but like at the same time, like. Like, childish shit. Like, I, uh, like I said, I'm... I don't know. Not my stuff.
0: What do you think about Tyler Diamond getting slapped by Nate Diaz?
1: Ooh, ooh, Nate Diaz is a big Suman Maktarian fan. <laughs> ooh, Nate Diaz. Hey, listen. Tyler mouthed off. Tyler got slapped. That's just how it happens. <laughs> I actually, re- actually retweeted it when Tyler Diamond tweeted it. I retweeted it and said how Dana, uh, not Dana, uh, Nate Diaz is my boy, and um, he he obviously seen seen the first episode of Tough, and um, he didn't like the way he was talking to me. You did, but it's pretty it's pretty fucking crazy. Like it is. the Nate Diaz just walks out, pushes fucking Clay Guida, and like Tyler was trying to do his like best me impersonation by breaking up a fight, <laughs> he gets slapped. You think he's going um, to sue? You think he's going to nah. sue? No. Uh, Tyler won't sue. Tyler, Tyler's an, Tyler might my, my whine about it, but he won't sue anyone. He, he yeah. Like, he's not that much, he's not a snitch. Oh, like he is, but he's not. Well, he is a snitch because he put it all out there on, uh, no, that's not a snitch. Like, I don't find that a snitching on someone. I find snitching on someone, like if you go to the police and you're like, hey, this motherfucker's like, if Tyler Diamond gives a statement, he's a snitch. Yeah. But if Tyler's like, hey, yo, you slap me. Next time I see you, it's on. It's not really snitching. It's just letting someone know it's on. So you, you know, it, so Colby Covington is a snitch. Oh, Colby Covington's a snitch, bitch. <laughs> like, he, like I have zero respect for that, man. Like, he came to Australia, gave a statement, got fucking Wadoom charged. Be a fucking man. You got a boomerang chucked at you. Get over it. He gave a statement. I'm like, shit, I don't... I don't talk to people that give statements. Like, nah. Yeah,
0: I was, man, I was thinking the other day about how different this show would have been if Kobe Covington and Tyrone Woodley we would have been the coaches. We thought that Covington
1: would be the coaches. We yeah. That was one of the thoughts that we had. We thought it might be Kobe Covington and, and thing. And we, a lot of us said that we don't want to be on Kobe's team. Like, a lot of us were like, fuck that. Like, if if he's here. We're not gonna be on the same. Let's see who would have sucked by. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been on the same. I would have said like, "Fuck that!" Like someone else is going to pick me. I'll fucking. I'll form my own team on that shit. Like I'm that would have to, been. That would have been. That would have created
0: such a crazy dynamic of the show where your own team would is doesn't want to be on your team, which creates a lot of conflict and good content for the Ultimate
1: Fighter at the end of the day, right? I'm I'm extremely happy with our coaches. Like both coaches, like I think it was the perfect dynamic this season. Um it's far different to like anything else. Like my favorite season like coaching wise was Connor and and Faber because I thought that was a good banner. Mm-hmm. You know, it blew up like once or twice but it was it was generally pretty good like back and forth stuff. Um but like I hated like I liked the season but I didn't like the coaching of like TJ and um Cody Gobern was too much like arguments and shit. <laughs> like, this this show wasn't about them. And like and that's the cool thing I think about um like the coaches kind of like they realized as the, the, as the season went on especially um that it's not about them it was about us and um and they were like both teams were like pretty supportive of that, you know. Even even like like you see you see little clips and you see little moments of like um of, like, us arguing with the coaches. But, like, things like that happened and I might have said something to Cormier and he, he got pissed off at me or other fighters said something to Stipe. And, like, it happened heaps. It happened heaps. But there was, like, as much as there was, like, bad things that happened, there was, like, a lot of good good things and, like, a lot of the coaches from our team were there for them. And, um, like, our coaches... Uh, our coaches were there for them and they were there for us as well. Like, Kane Velasquez was, like, Super cool guy, super helpful guy, and like even Duran, Like after that, we spoke and, and uh, we both apologized to each other, and um, you know we kind of like buried the hatchet and stuff. And uh, you know it, it's just it's part of the environment and and things that happen. You know, um, it was, so it was cool to have all those guys around.
0: The Tough Twenty Seven finale poster comes out. You're in the center. Did you pay for that? <laughs>
1: hey, I guess, you know, the UFC needed a new poster boy. That's, um, what does that mean? Does that mean anything? Honestly, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. But, for like me, that's the coolest thing in the world. Like, it, it really doesn't mean anything. It doesn't make me any better than any of those guys. It doesn't make me any, like, further or anything like that. But for me, that's cool as fuck. Like, to be the, the middle of it, um, it's like, like, as corny as it sounds, it's like a dream come true for me. Especially uh, me and my brother were actually talking about the Brad Tavares and Israel descending fight last night. Like, uh, Israel's from, from New Zealand. Uh, you know, I've seen I've seen him fight live before. And um, I've seen him around a, a shows and stuff a lot. Like, I think he's one of the most amazing fighters in the world. I know he copped a lot of criticism. I watched his, his fight that he had his last fight that he had with Marvin Venturi last night. And he's fucking, his footwork is amazing. You know, and my, he and my brother, me and my brother watching him, my brother's like, man, the right hand is there for him every time. It's there for him every time. Mm-hmm. You know, why is he pulling back on it? I think he can put him away. And it's like Israel just thinks always a step ahead. Such an amazing fighter to watch. And then, um, Brad Tavares Right. I, I was always, like, he was one of my favorite guys from the Ultimate Fighter. Because I remember I seen his big leg tattoo. I thought his leg tattoo was cool. I liked his fighting style. He was a tough guy. Tough Hawaii. Like, I'm always into, like, the Hawaiian fighters. Like, I like those Islander fighters. They come with a lot of heart. So, I was always a big Brad DeVaris fan. Especially since he knocked out Phil Baroni. That was one of my favorite knockouts ever in the UFC. And um, to see, like, a poster with, like, one of, the new generation's greatest fighters coming up, you know, it's someone that could be the next Anderson Silva, could be the next John Jones, or as he likes to say, he is the only Israel Adesanya, someone who's, who's that, I believe, can be that great. And Brad Tavares and then have a, a poster of all the new undefeated fighters coming through and have me in the middle of it. I know that sounded like a lot of explaining, but it was just, it was cool, like to see that, wake up in the morning and see that poster was just uh, an amazing, amazing feeling for me to be a, to be on the any UFC postal would be amazing for me. But for me to be front and center with all those guys that like I had such a great time with, and, and be right under Israel and um, and Brad, like before I even get into the UFC, that's something that I'll remember.
0: Oh, definitely, man! Like, who you can't even pay for that shit. That's something you can't <laughs> pay for.
1: Yeah, 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 man. Awesome. That's, like that, it's priceless. It's for me. That's priceless, you know. Um, so I hope it's gonna be a great, great show, and um, you'll see me front and center, I guess.
0: For sure. Um, all right, man. Well, next episode, you're gonna fight. So there's gonna be yeah. focused on you. You're gonna they're gonna bring you into the front and see what you can do. Uh, Ricky Steele. I know that you've been posting a lot of stuff about him, like how. You guys became friends during the show, so yep. but fighting is business, and you guys right. gotta do what you guys gotta do. Let's we'll see right. what
1: happens. Uh, yeah, man. Like Ricky, Ricky and me. Uh, like I said, I, I thought we were destined to fight. We when we did the tough trials in Vegas the first time we went, when you had one person to roll with, I, I remember they called my name and it was Ricky. Me and Ricky rolled and um, after that I remember seeing Ricky hit the pads and and we kind of went through that process together I I met him but we didn't really speak too much that first time and then when we came back to Vegas he was the first person I actually realized was in the house with me I didn't know who the other contestants were Mm -hmm. Um, I seen him in the gym uh, at the hotel that we were staying at before we went into the house and uh, first person I shared photos of my family with and uh, a guy that, like, I I ha- he taught me a lot, you know. <laughs> he taught me all about like chemtrails in America and stuff. And he's big on that government, the government <laughs> shit. But, um, yeah, like, he, he was a cool guy and someone that, like, I, I hung out with, played pool with a lot. Um, uh, it was a great, 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 great experience getting to fight. Getting to fire someone that you, that you, uh, respect was, was a great feeling, uh, for me, you know, get going in there, uh, you know. No excuses, I went in there, and I had fun.
0: For sure, man. Uh, We're going to get to watch it next week, and uh, we'll be back after your fight. You could break it down, which is crazy, because you get to watch yourself. You already fought, but then you get to watch yourself fight, and then afterwards, you're going to be able to break it down for everybody, which is very rare for anybody to do. So, all right, man. I'll
1: I'll, I'll break it down, and I'll kind of um, – because I've been thinking about this for the last, like, A few weeks as well. Next week, when we talk about it and I break the fight down, I'll kind of speak about a little bit more about how I was feeling. Mm. Um, You know, the day of the fight, after the fight, because like a lot of the fighters are like, we'll say things, and I think that a lot of the inner thoughts that go through a fighter's mind, some fighters don't say. And, um, you know, I'm pretty open and and stuff like that. So I'll give you guys a good insight. Um, You'll probably hear some things that. Like I said, not a lot of fighters will admit to and it'll be a good viewing.
0: For sure, man. Well, let's shut it down and then next week I'll be talking to you, man.
1: No worries. Thanks, bro.